Greeting, mortal. Welcome to the Halloween Spooktacular. folks welcome to this halloween edition of Stephen runs vegan hope you enjoy it it's a long one so i won't keep you too long with an intro here i have my friend heather back on the podcast this is her third appearance and i thought it would be fun if heather and i just went through some movies and tv shows and podcasts and all things kind of halloweeny to get into the festive season halloween is not really a big deal here in the netherlands so i've enjoyed creating my own little celebration around it i've watched some movies and tv shows and i've carved a pumpkin which is lit on the table here beside me and as you'll hear from the podcast we got into a whole celebration of the season so thank you very much for tuning in and i hope you enjoy Watching something scary, which I tend to, mm. then I don't want to walk back to my bed in the dark. Nice segue. Well done. You're, you're good at this. <laughs> I am good at this. So now let's talk about scary things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've I've had record on since uh, I set up the call, so it's just on in the background recording everything. I'll, I'll do. A, I'll figure out some way to edit this later, maybe. And what are you, what are you smelling? My incense arrived. Oh, lovely. So they all smell different. Oh, cool. What have you got? That one smells like unicorn. What does it smell like? Unicorn's grace. Unicorn's okay. grace. <laughs> <laughs> this wow. one is energize and this one is protection. So they they don't smell like lavender or rose or any clear scent. It's just hippie. <laughs> Unicorn's stuff. grace. Lovely. Yeah, I, there's I... energized protection, anti-stress. <laughs> and then vanilla. <laughs> I bought some scented candles so, today, scented tea lights. So that's, I haven't used incense in years. I used to use it very regularly. Vanilla we know. Nice. Yeah, I really like it. I have like a, a tiny little elephant that you just stick the stick into the yeah, end yeah, of. Yeah. And I love it. Oh, yeah. I, you saw it the other day on, on Instagram because it looks like it did a poo. I have two tiny elephants beside me here. Oh, or, cute. Uh, a hippo in there. <gasps> I have that exact hippo. Really? I have literally that exact hippo. But the I rabbit got... ate its feet. But how oh, weird wow. is that? Yeah. I got it from a friend. Uh, these are both from friends who visited places. I forget, I forget where now. Um, yeah, mine's from a friend who visited South Africa. Yes. Or Zambia. The, the elephant oh, yeah. was from Africa. Um, wasn't Zambia. I don't know. But oh, it's, I feel bad. But yeah. They are cute. And I like that they were a gift from two separate friends, you know, for the whole group. Everybody got one and they're, they really, si- they're really similar to each other. Yeah. From different That's parts cool. of the world entirely. Nice. So, yeah, I wanted to talk about Halloween. I'm just this is entirely selfish because it's just not a thing here. Nobody cares. And I really care. And like so many things, if you ever live abroad, you'll realize it, that you don't know what you're going to miss. You don't realize what's yeah. important to you. Because Halloween was just a thing every year, Easter, Christmas, Halloween. 
And when it was taken away, suddenly it became so much more important. I I, I love your <laughs> birds, by the way, your little tattoos and the, the eye, bats. Yeah, the eyeshadow and everything. Thanks. So it, it's a podcast. Listeners won't be able to hear it, but Heather is all dolled up, I guess, for Halloween. You you had an outfit in work today. You have some little tattoos. So how did your how was your day then? You your outfit went down well. Anybody else dress up? Yeah, my friend Zoe did. It was pretty much Tony. I only expected us to. There's only about six of us in the office at the moment. Yeah. Um, last year we did like a competition, best com- best costume wins, whatever. Um, but this year it was just me and Zoe being emos together. <laughs> just generally wearing old-fashioned spooky kind of style? Yeah, I mean, she does that anyway all the time. Um, <laughs> I dip in and out, but... <laughs> Yeah. Cool. And so, yeah, like, what was it? Two or three weeks ago, I was chatting to you, and I had the idea of just indulging the season. Get, I made a list of these movies and shows, podcasts, this kind of thing, to to watch, to listen to, just to feel Halloweeny. And from the outset, I'll say that I'm a wimp, and there was no actual scary stuff on my list. It was all family friendly Halloween stuff. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, (laughs) the Adams Family, all funny, friendly, easy stuff. And I like the occult. I like the dark topics in an uh, academic way. Like I just find them fascinating, but I don't want to be scared. I don't want any, um, I don't know, paranormal activity is the one that always comes to mind that my friends in school said was genuinely the scariest film they've ever seen. I haven't, I've seen very few scary films because whenever I do, I think I'm better a few years later and okay, now I'll try. And then I just can't sleep easy for like a week afterwards. And everyone, <laughs> everyone says the same, but then they enjoy that or they still continue. I don't get it. You're yeah. Um, only a bit though. I do know what you mean. I do. Um, I used to be worse. I don't know why I'm better now, but I used to get into bed, close my eyes and think, oh my God, remember that thing from earlier? Yeah. Or from last week or whatever and just, um, yeah. You, can't, just you like, can't, have your, can't have your foot sticking out of the duvet because it's going to be, these thoughts play on your mind when, you, when you've seen a horror movie. Even unintentionally, like Black Swan, I, I mentioned that was a really good film but had some like freaky moments and they're still with me to this day. I saw that years ago when it came out. I like shuddered when you brought that up. Cause I just remember the part where she like rips the skin from her finger. That's the worst bit. Yeah. Oh, that part just, it really, there's that. There's the, the one where her legs turn into like bird legs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Backwards. Yeah. See before that I'd heard Natalie Portman, Myla Kunis, and I was in my early twenties, I think when it came out and, everyone knew the fact that there was like a lesbian sex scene between those two that was enough you know every teenage <laughs> or young adult male went to see that movie what they don't tell you is like one of the sex scenes is her masturbating on her own and then suddenly there her like her mother is there I, I won't spoil too much but it's like it's ruined by by a, a fright and then you throughout the whole movie you can never settle in to enjoy there's some beautiful ballet the music the costumes incredible visuals but you're yeah. always on edge because something's going to happen and you can never predict it 
Yeah, your mom's gonna see you masturbate, and it's gonna be horrible. Yeah, it's not ple- <laughs> it's not a pleasant watch for like a film about ballet. It's not a nice. It's not like a nice gentle film. Yeah, yeah, that they <laughs> they uh, snuck the the horror into it for me, and that was a re- the last one I really watched where it was not fun, but I was gripped. So I'm in the cinema, you know, grabbing yeah. the uh, armrests and just okay, stare at the screen. Because my habit is to look away, look away, and oh, you know, <laughs> when I when yeah. I can predict a scary thing, but then I know something scary is coming, and I'm still glancing at the screen to see it, and it's oh yeah, uh, I have to do this, like look through my fingers. Exactly, I have to. <laughs> we're, I have to. Su- like, we're a sucker for it, really. Definitely, yeah. I and mean, I want to watch, but I need like the protection of my hand over my face just in case. So, in in your like viewing in the last while with this list, did you watch any genuinely scary movies? Um, I've watched two scary films yesterday. One of them is more like, which ones did I watch? So I watched um, The Perfection, which is a movie about being a perfect cellist, which is really weird. But <laughs> it's kind of, it is sort of got the similar things to Black Swan, where there's a little bit of darkness to it. There's always that music in the background that's like da 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 Um I mean not Jaws music, but um you know but music, tense music. Yeah, the right backing music can be so set you on edge. Definitely. Um and it's sort of like do you remember that film with um with that man about drumming? Whiplash, was it called Whiplash? Oh, I haven't seen it. I know about. I it, haven't but. seen it either, but because um, it stressed me out just watching the trailer. But that's <laughs> it's it's similar like that. Like a lot of pressure, um, being like stressed out about having to play music. I don't know, but it's kind of like that. But at the end, it's just so. In fact, in the middle, it's so weird as well. It's such a bizarre film. It's just I don't know if it's a horror. Uh, it is a horror film, but it was weird. I think you could watch that though because it's not like. You know, it's not like haunting. It's not spooky. Okay. See, I, I don't. Could, could I don't know where that. my limits are. That's the. I I've watched many gory movies. Like I've seen, I think I've seen most of the Saw movies, and it's fine. You know, I can deal with some blood and guts. Uh, I've seen psychological thrillers, scary movies like The Shining. Have you seen mm-hmm. The Shining? Yeah. Ah, oh, it's so good. And nothing. There's no monsters jumping out behind from behind a door or like there's none of that modern day scary horror film. I mean, stuff. there's one very specific monster behind a door in The Shining. <laughs> the the bear in the room? No, nah, Jack Nicholson like breaks through the door. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's Johnny. Here's Johnny is Yeah. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have used the door for reference there. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a slow pace. There's really it's your mind is doing all the work because it gives you so yeah. little that you're like, what? It, you're on edge for about three hours, and it's a wonderful movie. It is good. So I, I like that. Um, but yeah, the the one where the light goes off and something immediately flashes on the screen. I, I don't know. Whatever your most do you do you have a, a scariest film you've ever seen? So I watched. I always confuse Sinister and The Conjuring. Okay. But one of my friends who was like a horror movie fanatic absolutely has seen all of them even the shitty ones even the great ones mm-hmm. seen all of them um was like it is the scariest film and also was a bit of a um like just had no i don't know so like completely immune to them that nothing scared him wow. um because he watched them so much and um 
Yeah, like desensitized to them. And he was like, it is the scariest film you will ever watch. And I think I went into it like, I'm going to be terrified. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's not so bad. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so I really think he like built me up for that. Like, you will be absolutely terrified. Don't watch it. And I was like, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch so it. That, that can be your tactic so for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you every film is horrendous. I don't think, I'm trying to think of any the scariest movie I've seen. Which is, there's not there's not many to choose from. Have you seen um, stuff like Silence of the Lambs? And no, I saw that when I was about twelve, I think, but only background, not not really. Oh, um, we had to watch it in for English in GCSE. Really? Oh wow! Which is weird, but yeah. We watched we an did. Irish film, which was was not scary whatsoever. But yeah, that's that's a dark one, isn't that the one where he's eating the guy's brain at the dinner table? Hmm. That's no. it's the that's the Hannibal Lecter series. Maybe that's a different. Yeah, one. that might be like Red Dragon or Hannibal or something. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. I've only really no. seen Science, Science of the Lambs is like the big one. Um, that's the one with Clarice, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, with the the guy that says "Put the lotion on your skin." That one. No, no. don't. Um, is that from the movie? Yeah. Okay. See, that um, doesn't sound creepy, but it does. It is. It's because the girl, um, one of the, some girl is in a, like a well inside his house in his basement and he wants to wear her skin. So he's getting her to put moisturizer on so her skin stays nice and oh, soft. Oh, okay, yeah. So he can wear it. <laughs> I mean, I sound, I made it sound quite like sort of nice, but. <laughs> <laughs> his intentions were pure for himself. Uh, and it, see, the, the, I can hear that fine. And it's fascinating to me in a, in a dark way like the i i've been listening to a podcast for years but lately last podcast on the left one of my favorites and they deal with the occult with serial killers with ghost stories with the hauntings and poltergeists aliens up the whole gamut of the dark and the spooky and the the occult and it's fascinating i'm so interested in it but then i don't know there's something about visual movies on the screen that crosses the line to me I, i can't deal with that what about books? Have you ever read scary books? Uh, not really. I, I read Goosebumps when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, those, yeah, that's... but Goosebumps was scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I it was. A... Too. I, I've I never been scared by a book. Not really. Mm. I, they... I was scared by Goosebumps. Yeah, I mean, they were fun and they kind of creeped me out a bit, but not, not in a traumatic way. I heard some of my friends who just couldn't read them. The scariest parts of Goosebumps for me were some of the covers. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. of them were fine and others were just creepy as, as can be. Yeah, I had one that was like green and slimy and on the front it actually had like slime on the front that you could move around. Oh, okay. Also. No, I, I know the slimy thing. I think most of them were somewhat like that, but no, I didn't have a slime book. That's kind of cool. Yeah, there was actually slime that you could play with on the front. Do you know that... cho- you know the Choose Your Adventure books? No. It's a, a genre of book where they're really cool as a concept. Like you, you start on page one and the story opens and uh, you're driving down a dark road, your car breaks down, there's a house there. Do you knock on the door of the house or do you phone for a mechanic? And if you turn to page 12 for the knock on the door, turn to page 84 for knock, like call the mechanic. And you have to keep flipping through the book based on your actions. And there's only one correct way. And in some, you end up dying and some, you end up whatever. And you, you have to do complete the adventure that's in the book based on your actions. You keep going different ways. It's really cool. That sounded like it was going to turn into Rocky Horror when you were describing that first. 
Have you seen Rocky Horror? I no, um, not in full. Oh, which is you need yeah. to see Rocky Horror. <laughs> that that should have been on our list for a start. So I know the time I warp, and I know Tim Curry in drag. Uh, I I've seen enough of it to appreciate the context, and it looks like so much fun. It's fantastic, and I've seen it live a couple, two, three times, and it's fantastic. Like oh, wow, the audience get involved. You dress up fancy. It's it's wonderful. So the it's so good wasn't even on our list but maybe it should have been the the general gist of rocky horror picture show it's a performance in drag and it's a scary ish how, how do you just describe it so it's it's not really scary the story is basically they turn up to this haunted looking house like classically haunted looking house um and there's actually a song that says there's a light over at the frankenstein's place so that's sort of that house that they can see um so they go to this house in the middle of the night, stormy outside, very like classically horror yeah, that yeah, type yeah. type of thing. Um, so they knock on the door and they get let in by this creepy looking guy who is Richard O'Brien from Crystal Maze. Um, and do you not know that? I know the Crystal Maze. Uh, I know it was an old game show, but I don't know who Richard O'Brien is. He is the person from Crystal Maze. He does was the he, voice. He does. Was he bold? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I, I kind of know him, but no. If you oh, well, just that's Richard O'Brien. Anyway. Okay, well, that's him anyway, Richard O'Brien. Um, you go inside, and he's making... So, Tim Curry, Frankenfurter, is making his perfect man, um, like, by science in Frankenstein style, <laughs> apart from he's, like, a model instead of being a, a gross Frankenstein guy. So it's basically the Frankenstein story, but with weird sex bits and yeah, I, <laughs> meatloaf is in it it's it's weird <laughs> yeah it it seemed ludicrous and over the top and as gay as can be in the most wonderful way i didn't know oh it the, is yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely okay. that's how so, i describe it we are recording this on the 28th i think we're gonna have it up tomorrow i try to get it up every thursday but we'll see so it's not actually halloween yet it feels like it in my mind because for me it's a bit like christmas now where i've celebrated christmas over here on a different day because it was best for everybody, whether I go home to my family. So last year I was home on December the 15th and that kind of became our Christmas because that was the best time for me. And so you, yeah. you develop a bit of flexibility around the season. So this kind of feels like my Halloween night because I've been, I carved a pumpkin earlier. I'll show you in a second. I've been doing Halloween stuff all day and um, yeah, it's been fun, but I have a few more days so I can I'll watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show if I can find it somewhere. But with yeah, the, you definitely should. I'm sure it'll be on somewhere. Yeah, and with the genuine, like with our list, I, I was going go to Netflix and I would click on the Halloween genre tab, whatever. And even mm-hmm. some of the thumbnails, even some of the posters for these movies freaked me out enough to like, nope, close the laptop, stay away. <laughs> yeah. That's one definitely. still from a movie. Yeah, there's some that I have never watched and people have been like, oh no, you'll like that. And I'm like, no, I can't. There's like, um, I think it's called Would You Rather? Okay. Um, and I'm assuming I haven't seen it, but I'm assuming they get trapped somewhere, and these people are making them either do this or that, and it's two horrible things that they have to choose between. Yeah. But the front cover, the thumbnail that they show, is just someone with a blade in front of their eye. And oh, I was just I've like, no, yeah, no, I'm not watching anything uh, to do with eyes. No, thank you. I'm glad you said that because I that image of a razor blade and an eyeball flashed into my mind a few days ago. And I couldn't remember why, like I've seen it somewhere. Why is the hell is this horrible yeah. image in my mind? It's the, 
cover for would you rather and uh, no yeah, i would not yeah. rather is that an option just none, none of the above <laughs> no, thank you <laughs> don't sign me up for that <laughs> definitely I but like i think that home. exactly i think that about saw as well i have never seen any of the saw films um in college i did a f- film a level and we did a horror module mm. and one of the films that we had to in fact it was actually a an emotions module so we watched like a really sad film uh like a really oh. tense film a scary film the whole gamut of human emotion yeah that's, that's exactly thing so we watched we were supposed to watch saw three for tension i think it was tension or yeah something. that could be. um yeah and it was I watched the first half and people were like, oh, in the second half, this happens. And I was like, yeah, I'm not watching that. So I didn't go into the next lesson. But I watched the first half of the film and there's like someone that has to put their hand in like a, a cup of acid to get the key yep. out. Oh, yeah. Oh, see. Ugh. So a bit later, so three, I, I think that was the last one I saw. I've seen so one, two and three seen So it's, that's going to get confusing. I watched the <laughs> from so one to three. And then I think there are more. They blur a little bit now because it's just crazy torture scenarios and which one was in which movie again. But the yeah. first Saw movie had a decent storyline. There was a big twist. There was character. There were there was a villain. But then you realize you, you don't sympathize with him, but you but you kind of do towards the end. The, the whole thing. It's there is blood and guts and torture and awfulness, but it's all in context, and that makes it easier. Later on, they just yeah. started to get a bit dramatic about it. Like, how creative can we be with torture? Yeah. And it, it, they knew what made them successful, and they just doubled down. And you lost the storyline, but you, they just had lots of that crazy, horrible torture scenes. So, yeah, I mean, how, and I get that because there's films. Sorry, because there's people who go to watch films for the gore. People love gore. Yeah, but I'm not one of those people. I really love a storyline. So if it's just gore. It's not really going to interest me, but and yeah. It, this is um, what's the phrase? It may seem insignificant, but I don't mind gore as a side effect. If it's a big battle scene and if it's a really realistic thing, and um, I, I'm trying to think of a, a decent example, but a movie where it's like it's not all glorious and clean, and like a man's head gets chopped off with a sword and nothing happens. It's, there's no blood. If if it's needed for the scene, fine. But when Saw is just so, okay, you are, you know, dragging out the, the pain and the, the torture and everything. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. have to talk about that too much. We can spare ourselves and the audience. Yeah. The See, I'm not, Saw. like, it doesn't bother me. The gore doesn't bother me. It makes me a bit like, oh, but it doesn't, yeah. that's not something that plays on my mind as much, as much as like psychological thrillers do play on my mind. Exactly. I that. can easily yeah. watch horror, forget about it. I mean, gore specifically and forget about it and be fine, but it doesn't really do anything for me. I don't enjoy it. I think the enjoyment comes with that being like stressed out by it for the rest of the week. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe that's just me. So I mean, I love, it's definitely not just me, but it's not you. <laughs> I, lo- I love that I made this list of wholesome Halloween movies and all we've talked about so far is the scariest and the goriest films. We can talk about Adam's family. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, amongst the list, I one of my captions was anything by Tim Burton because Tim Burton is one of those classics. And I did a bit of research on him. I didn't realize he also, I forgot he did the new uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie with Johnny Depp, which I found was terrible. Freaky. 
he did the first Batman or one like one of the early Batmans with Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Mm-hmm. So I didn't I've forgotten he had this whole like big Didn't he do Batman Forever or He did two of them, I think. Batman Returns and Batman Forever. This yeah. is, I, I watched a YouTube video earlier today called Honest Trailers. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that specific one, but I've seen a whole bunch of them from that. I'd yeah. forgotten about Honest Trailers, and then there was a Tim Burton one popped up based on all my activity for the last few days. And I was like, okay, I'll watch that. And I was so for me, the Tim Burton movies were the likes of Nightmare Before Christmas, which is not actually a Tim Burton movie. He's part of it, but it's not his thing. And that's his most famous one, weirdly enough. I mean, that's true. But on the poster, it just say Tim Burton's A Night Before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So I think <laughs> he I, produces it, but he doesn't direct it. Is that right? So he... I wonder, did that come later, though? Did, did they add his name when he became a big draw? Like you would watch a Tim Burton movie because... Or was Maybe. it that... Because if I say... If I make a movie tomorrow, Stephen Dunn's Daydream Before Easter... That's a big statement. Like, who the fuck? I don't care about the, the guy's name. I want to watch the movie, but that sounds like a cute film. I'd watch that. It sounds like maybe a musical or something. Daydream before Easter. Daydream before <laughs> Easter. <laughs> it yeah, sounds a lot cute. more colorful and happy. That's for sure. It does. The Nightmare Before Christmas, definitely. Well, you know, in Nightmare Before Christmas, they have the trees going into all the different towns. That's yeah, the what Easter happens. town. That's what happens when you go into the Easter one. It's a daydream. Yeah, a daydream. Oh, that's cute. I like that. I want. But it still him- has to be timber and cute, like bit spooky okay yeah like it's a dead rabbit but it's got big eyes and it's kind of cute anyway yeah have you seen frank and weenie no didn't get to that one that's the oh, dead frank dog and weenie is it? great yeah but it's a very cute dead dog it's really sad i definitely cried at it but oh. it's cute so i've seen I cry all kinds of dead dogs so. <laughs> yeah they're, they're the most important characters in any movie the animals they are you're right so i've seen uh nightmare before christmas um corpse bride i'm i'm Specifically thinking of the Tim Burton animated scary horror film genre. Um, oh, okay. What else? So is not there? like, oh, I don't know. Well, I watched. You, you could include like um, to Demon Barber of Fleet Street. That, that Sweeney one. Todd. Sweeney Todd. And, you know, they're they're scary. And what about like Alice? Movie. Did you watch the new Alice in Wonderland? Not new, but like 10 years old Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. But the new version. See, I quite like that. I thought that was good. And did you see the the new Dumbo film? No, I haven't seen Dumbo. Again, another one I forgot was Tim Burton. Yeah, I mean that is one of the ones that it's so weird that I'm I'm actually on IMDb right now just seeing what actually <laughs> what just, he's done. What he's actually done. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I remember going to see that in the cinema, and that came out in two thousand and five. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I would have guessed twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Yeah, I would have said 2010 plus. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland was 20, 2010. He's great. Oh, you okay? <laughs> yeah, I was laughing and drinking. And when I tip my head back, my headset falls off. So uh, Okay. But I was getting to the bottom of my... Um, There's another one. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Edward Scissorhands is the best film ever. Classic. Haven't seen it, but... <laughs> oh, it's so good. And what about Beetlejuice? Have you seen Beetlejuice? I saw half of Beetlejuice. So this is back in the days when MTV was a thing, when I was probably 10. And they had this big week-long build-up. Like every ad break seemed to talk about this Friday night, watch the movie Beetlejuice. And I thought, okay, cool. And then it, I was 10 or whatever. So I didn't, what, what the hell is this? This is weird. And yeah, I was hanging out with my friend. It was like a sleepover thing. So we 
we ended up playing re- like wrestling games on the PlayStation instead. So I want to go back and watch it because these are all such iconic characters now. Edward Scissorhands, uh, the I don't know what his name is, the guy from Beetlejuice with the striped suit. Is his name Beetlejuice? That's his name. Okay, yeah. just the grin and all that. If, if you say it three times, then he appears. Ah, okay. Right. So don't say it again because you've already said it twice now. Does it have to be consecutive? I think that's um, the rule. In the film, they're like... Why would you say Beetlejuice three times? Because if you said Beetlejuice three times, then Beetlejuice would appear and then it doesn't appear. So it's it doesn't oh. have to be like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, mm. Beetlejuice. Okay. So, yeah. Well, you're still allowed. Does he appear and kill you or just hang out? He appears and makes you weird, takes you to a weird place. Weird shit goes on. I don't okay. know if you technically die. I think where they go is hell, I think. I don't know. Can't remember. I need to watch that again because I haven't watched it for a while. The honest trailer is video i saw today had a lot of segments from his movies and there was a couple of beetlejuice moments and they, it seemed really weird in a, such a good way that made me want it's to watch so it weird. <laughs> so yeah that will be on my yeah. list there's another one of those animated ones that i can't remember um nightmare before christmas corpse bride uh, there's one there's one where it's set in new holland i just remember that because it's funny because i'm in old holland um, regular Holland, just yeah. Holland. <laughs> One of the funny scenes in that is there's, it's like a Hollywood landscape. It's in America, and in, they've got the hills, and instead of the Hollywood sign, it says New Holland, and it's got a windmill on top. Oh, that's really familiar, but I can't remember what. Let it, me have a look. Yeah, it, Tim Burton, New Holland. It's the name is so well known. Clearly, it wasn't that good. Was it black and white? I think as well. Yeah, the whole movie was black and white, maybe. And it's not Frank and Weenie. No, it wasn't. No doubt. How, how long ago are we talking? Oh. No talk. Well, clearly, I have no idea. <laughs> could be 10 years, <laughs> could be 25. Between, between 30 and 5. I'd like to say the 2000s. <laughs> oh, that. that should do it. New. There's a creepy song here in New Holland. That, that... So fam- that is Frank and Weenie. Is it? According to this. Well, I have seen Frank and Weenie then, have I? Clearly, I didn't remember it very well. When did you think you watched it? Not recently. No, I watched it several years ago. Oh, it is Frank and Weenie. Yeah. It is Frank and Weenie. Oh, 2012. I need to see this again. Yeah, I, I can, I've seen the image of the, cre- <laughs> the creepy boy with the hair and the stripes. Uh, oh, it's all coming back to me now. You had the girl with the really big, the blonde girl with the really big eyes. Yeah. And it's, yeah, he creates a living dog, Frank and Weenie. Okay, now it's all coming back to me. Oh, that Love kid. That film. Yeah, it was really good, actually, but clearly not memorable. That's more my fault than the film. So I watched Nightmare Before Christmas again. I watched it for the first time way after everyone else had. So again, like Beetlejuice, like Rocky Horror Picture Show, I kn- I'd known all the references. I knew who Jack Skellington was. Living Like Jack and Sally, If We Want, was the reason I did, because that's a line from a Blink-182 song, and yeah. I didn't know who Jack and Sally were. Like, what does that mean? And then someone That's why they say we live, um, have Halloween on Christmas. We'll have Halloween on Christmas, and in the night we'll wish this never ends. Yeah, and it- that's why I'm wearing my Christmas jumper. Not right now, but I've been wearing it all week, because it's Blink-182, and it's a Christmas jumper, and Halloween I'm doing it Christmas. backwards. Nice. I'm living Christmas on Halloween. <laughs> so I, the, you can argue that it's a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie. I would say, why argue? Make it both. Watch it twice. 
Why not? Ben? And Definitely. The, first, the first time I saw it was five years ago, I want to say, and I really loved it. It was amazing. And then I watched it again last night or two nights ago. And yeah, it's just such a good movie. The The characters are hilarious. It's fairly simple, but then the music is great. The The visuals are great. It's it hits all the, you know, hits all the right points. Definitely. I love Mr. Oogie Boogie and then the town, the mayor. Is it the mayor whose face turns around? Sometimes yeah. he's like, I'm so sad. And sometimes he's like, yay, Christmas town, Halloween town, whatever. <laughs> Which is perfect because he's a politician and he's two-faced. So that was a nice little, yeah. uh, Fantastic. nice little reference. And then just yeah. really good overall. Um, oh, I, I did. I have some, so you might, before you get impressed with the fact that I made notes, which look, I said Hannah's Halloween podcast for some reason. I don't oh, know. Apologies. <laughs> this, when I was watching Nightmare Before Christmas, I was scroll, scrolling in the dark beside me at the laptop and I wrote Hannah's Halloween podcast for some reason. Instead so, of Heather. Yeah. Regular listeners, Heather's been on twice before. I've talked to Heather plenty. I, I'm for about of, over a year. <laughs> I'm aware of Heather's real name, but this became Hannah's Halloween podcast. Oh. So aside from that, what about the Nightmare Before Christmas? The first thing I wrote is great opening scene. That's the This Is Halloween song. Yeah, which is the best song. Iconic. Was this the movie you said you hadn't seen and have just watched? Or was that somebody else? Tell me which film. Maybe I'll know. Maybe that was Hannah. Nightmare Before Christmas. No, nah, Nightmare Before Christmas I've seen a million times. Okay, so that must have been Hannah. <laughs> yeah, it must have been Hannah. Uh, have I called the wrong person? Is there a Hannah somewhere just <laughs> waiting by her laptop? You sat like, I'm sure I'm supposed to have a podcast tonight. <laughs> tonight at seven. <laughs> so this is Halloween. It was fantastic. The, my next point was the two-headed mayor. He was just hilarious. Great. Yep. Uh, what's this? Another great song. Oh, amazing. Did you ever, when you were a teenager, did you know you listened to the, the Fallout Boy version of that? So that's, I, I was going there and I forgot. So my first clue for uh, Nightmare Before Christmas was Living Like Jack and Sally, the Blink line. Then the next one, I had the Believers Never Die album from Fallout Boy. You know, their greatest yeah. hits. Mm-hmm. They had the all, the all the classics in like chronicle order. So it started with Take This to Your Grave and Work Your Way Down, got worse and worse. But anyway. And then they have these bonus tracks, which are super random, Alpha Dogs, and then What's This? And I just thought it was one of their songs, but I thought this sounds so Broadway and sounds so musical and fun. This can't be theirs. And someone told me, no, it's the cover from the movie. Have you seen the covers album of that soundtrack? Yeah. Nightmare Revisited. I actually listened to um, Marilyn Manson's Uh, version of um this is halloween on the drive to work this morning um so good so there's amy lee from evanescence doing sally's song there's Mm -hmm. all american rejects follow she's fantastic how good is she (laughs) sad voice amy lee is incredible oh amazing so before we continue this is my next one it's I went to a, like a super special beer shop in Harlem today. Hoping you get to find... spooky beers. I got spooky beers. So I was hoping That's... to find a pumpkin beer because the local one of the, the local brewery has brewed this pumpkin ale every year for, since I've been here, and it's been really nice. And I was going to the shops like the regular supermarkets to try and find it, and I couldn't. So I thought I'll go to the special beer shop. I'll pay more, but they'll have it for sure. And I looked around, and then I asked the guy, and uh, 
in Dutch, trying to be all respectful and do it properly. Do you have any pumpkin beers, anything like that? He said, no. Hey, I'm only like, no, we don't. Like flat out Dutch customer service. No, nope. sorry, because of this and this. No, just nothing. We don't have it. It's and that's a that's a good example of Dutchness because he's not being rude. He's not trying to. He doesn't hate me. Like oh, so annoying customer. He's just being as helpful as he can in his mind because he said no, we don't have it. What more is it to say? That. That's just and it's correct, but. In Ireland and the UK, we're a bit more softly, softly about it. I'm afraid not because of this and this and this. He just said, nope, don't have many. Don't sorry. Uh, no, he didn't say sorry. They don't. But then no one says sorry, but the, the British or Irish, apparently. <laughs> and my ex, my, my Dutch ex-girlfriend used to correct me and say, we don't say sorry over here. And I do. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm an Irish guy in the Netherlands. I'm still going to say sorry. But then I saw these ones, which... It's a podcast for everyone else, so I know they can't hear it, but it looks like there's melted wax dripping off the top of it. It's a fully black bottle, black lid and everything. And it's a pecan pie stout. So, yeah. Still autumn themed. Yeah, it it seems seasonal, definitely. I just realized that I was trying to, I was trying to work out a way that my beer would be in some way (laughs) Halloween-y. And the only thing I can get is that it's blood orange. Hey, that's that's perfect. There you go. Oh, blood orange IPA. That sounds good. Nice. Yeah, this was my first one. Black Isle. That could be the name of a scary place to live. (laughs) We could. Look, Roadrunner, but spelt like Rhode Island. Mm, Okay, very cool. I was actually very delicious, but I had to drink that one first. Do you ever get like, you know, when you're drinking beers, if you have a like a flavored or a sweeter one, you have to drink that second? Because if you drink your... If you drink your flavored one first and then you go to uh, like a sort of more standard one, it tastes more bitter. Yeah. Okay. I know what you mean. That's definitely true. Yeah. So I had to. Once I was in one of the like craft beer bars here in Harlem and they've got, there's a couple that are super modern and trendy and have all like the American IPAs. And there are some that are just as old fashioned as can be, like the Dutch, the Belgians, the Germans have been brewing for centuries. And mm-hmm. some of these places feel like they were just carved out of stone 500 years ago and they haven't changed and it's wonderful. But I was in one of these and the woman serving us was really nice, very knowledgeable about the beers. And I ordered one, which was, the, I, I was drinking a, like dark beers. They were all stouts and porters and that kind of thing, all brown or black. And I ordered one and she said, yeah, sure. Number 12. Okay. I'll bring it to you. And then she came over with a glass of water and she said, yeah, you've ordered this one. And then this one. That you can't do that. That they don't go together. So first refresh your palate and then I'll bring you the beer. <laughs> and I thought that is <laughs> such wonderful okay. service because <laughs> there is no such thing as the customer is always right. She's telling you no, that they she knows her, better. She does. <laughs> it was early in my time here, and she just decided, like, no, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> and he's gonna ruin his second beer. Instead of like in any other bar where they just say, Okay, here you go. Here's your beer. She, no, yeah. I, need, I know what you're trying here, and this will make it better. So I appreciated that. Yeah, I like that. That's good service. Oh, this looks good. This one is also incredibly strong, by the way. So I'm going to take it slow. That's the thing with, with IPAs and stuff like this. They tend to be, or ales in general, they tend to be strong. If you have like a cider, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> or any like regular pint is usually like for maybe four and a half percent these are like 5.9 percent it's just a lot what not quite what 5. Earth is that? 
<laughs> this one is ten and a half percent, folks. What? That is ridiculous. <sighs> I know. I'm. I see the, with the likes of these ones. Typically, you just can't drink them fast because they're so treacly and so rich and sweet that it's not able to be chugged. I hope that's the case because otherwise, this podcast is going to descend into madness. I really want to try that. Will you get another one and then just keep it at your flat until traveling well, is allowed? <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting a long list of reasons why you have to come to the Netherlands. Yes, of course. I know, I but I'm not allowed to do that. So. No, no, no. <laughs> be sensible. And yeah, I would be glad to keep one here. And let me see how it is. It's a lot of head. Ooh. Oh, oh, I was afraid of that. This is really good. <laughs> and it I was sounds that... delicious. Is it treacly? Yeah, but it's all so there's this is gonna sound super beer snobby now, but it's a, you immediately get the pecan pie thing, like it's very sweet and rich and like a pie or pastry or something in the beginning, mm-hmm. but then there's a really bitter aftertaste. You know, like I've never done it, but I can imagine as if they someone put a penny at the bottom of the thing and it went really coppery. Have you never done that? I've never we used dr- to do it in uni all the time. <laughs> you drink it? Yeah, we used to do it, not the actual penny, but we used to do it if someone puts a, a penny in your drink, then you have to down it. Oh, well, I didn't drink in, in university, so that's that rings a bell. That may, might have actually happened. Yeah, I think it was, to be fair, maybe it's not much of an Irish thing because I think it was called Saving the Queen. Oh, okay. So I just don't think Irish people would do that. Uh, the idea <laughs> if the given qu- the option. Um, the idea is the queen is drowning at the bottom of the thing and you've got to chug yeah, it. Yeah, and you're like, the Irish people are like, good. Um, yeah, but... she can stay there. <laughs> oh, she's so cute and old, though. I know. Um, I, I, I have a lot of respect for Elizabeth. I'll call her that. And for anyone to lead that long and from all the drama that's existed in the British royal family, she's just been pure and lovely and... She's so cute. Stateswoman-like, very noble. So yeah, respect to her for that. Stately? Can you just say stately? You could indeed. And she's, what, 94, 95? She's old. Like, I disagree with the concept of monarchy, yada, 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 Irish history, all that. But but she's so cute and old. That's incredible. (laughs) And she still rides a horse. Yeah, imagine if everyone else had to work until they were 94. I mean, we won't have to imagine it for long, but imagine... (laughs) I, ho- I hope I can walk when I'm 94, let alone get up on a horse and ride. Mm-hmm. Can't even do that now. Yeah. So th- oh, this is this... lovely. The one thing I did have to check with the ingredients list on that one, I thought some of these big rich stouts often have milk in them as well, especially if it's yeah. a high one, but this one wasn't. It's just the standard. Yeah, we used to serve a few a few milk stouts in our in the pub I worked at as well. Not a fan. I, I never I wasn't a fan anyway, even before not just because of the vegan thing. I just don't think that flavor goes very well together. I think, why would you put milk in beer, though? Why? Well, if you're talking about a pint of Carlsberg with some milk in it, that sounds revolting. It I does can, sound awful. I can understand it with like a dark stout or something, but no, just not for me. I had a, I had one guy in a bar here trying to tell me that it can still be vegan if it's got lactose in it. And this guy is a brewer and a really like very knowledgeable brewing guy he said yes you can remove the the lactic acid whatever the the granular levels of whatever this acid is from milk and you can brew a beer with that and it was really one of those blurred lines of yeah but it's still from milk is it he said, no you're yeah. not using, you're not using milk you're using bacteria you're using acid 
Yeah, but did you get that from milk? Because yeah, exactly, <laughs> and that's that's what it brewed down to. And I don't enjoy. Those, I like that. I don't enjoy those borderline. Is this vegan? Like someone asked me about oysters, and I went on a rabbit hole about the fact that oysters don't have nervous systems, and does that make it okay? No, I go with your gut on that. I don't want to analyze it too much. No, I just think oysters and stuff like that is gross to eat because they're slimy. So I wouldn't eat that anyway. <laughs> right, that's but, fair. That's I mean... fair. <laughs> Gone, gone wildly off topic here, but that's all right. We have, yeah. Um, I might need a bathroom break though. Yeah, go for it whenever you need to. I'll be here sipping my pecan pie. I can see a rabbit on her screen wandering around the room. I'm back. Welcome back. You got another beverage? I have. Um, I don't know if you saw this on the internet, but Aldi did a... Um, yeah, anti-establishment yeah, yeah. IPA. <laughs> so that's the Brewdog ripoff, right? Yeah, I can't remember. It's called like, isn't it just called Punk IPA? Yeah, the Brewdog one. So and, <laughs> Punk becomes anti-establishment IPA. So it's the I same. Love Aldi. The same. <laughs> but did you see Brewdog's response? No. What did they say? I oh, didn't so think so. That's how I saw it online because it, Brewdog have made an Aldi IPA. They've made what? a they made an A L D dash like space IPA. So it's an Aldi oh. and it's got the Aldi colors, the A, the, the blue and red and yellow and everything in response. So they awesome. were like, okay, you, we, you've ripped us off, but we get the joke. No legal drama, but we're going to do the same back to you. So you can buy a Brewdog version of it. An and I think. Amazing. Yeah. It, <laughs> I love I, that. I hope it's. Can't speak. like humor like with humor. yeah yeah i hope it's all good nature that nobody's actually you know suing each other that it's just everyone gets the joke because i that seems lovely and how is it as a drink the ld version is that okay i haven't tried it yet so okay. we will see because i've the tried the brewdog one before but the punk ipa is very nice so what uh oh yeah i was going through a nightmare before christmas and i've got the the music the one thing about Nightmare Before Christmas that I didn't realize, I thought it ended differently. I forgot like the whole scene. Have was this just a trick in my mind, or did do you know if there's a different ending, like an alternative version? I don't think there is. What did you think happened? Because there was the. I remembered that the Sandman. What? what who's Mister Oogie Boogie? Mister Oogie Boogie, like captured them and had them on this entrapment wheel thing but i thought there was much more suspense and much more around that like i thought this was a whole 30 minute thing where it's this time i watched it and it was over in two or three minutes oh that was different the last time but clearly that's just how i remembered it in my head yeah no i think that is what happens yeah i don't know have you have you heard of the mandela effect yeah mandala mandala effect is it i'm sure it's mandala oh this might be an example of it in itself the, <laughs> so it's the one the wonderful thing where collectively a lot of people remember something that didn't actually happen yeah like we, pikachu's tail had a black thing on it i'm sure pikachu's tail was black oh that that wasn't one for me oh that but was one the, for me the ones i heard was fruit of the loom logo had a cornucopia of food you know that What's a cornucopia. A cornucopia is like the old style way, like way of making a bushel, like a pre presentation cone of food. Yeah, does it not have that? 
no it's so that that was another one um <gasps> oh my god apparently no it, was, it does huh? it does Why does it not look are you looking at it oh we're, we're going on google here fruit of the loom logo so that one on the with the little uh-huh. cone yeah. thingy that's the one that i remember that's unhelpful though because i think that's been done since oh really as an example well, that matches my brain which is weird how did they know <laughs> right so yeah looking at all the images here is which uh, now there's one image here which is a timeline from like the 1893 to now and none of them have a cornucopia <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's another mandela effect which is that shaquille o'neal made a movie called shazam and he plays this and this this was the big one for me like a lot of people me included remember shaquille o'neal being in like a family-friendly kids movie called Shazam. And I remember like being in, did you have extra vision? Was that a, a thing where you rented DVDs from or movies? Oh, like Blockbuster? Blockbuster. Okay. We, we had extra vision as well, but Blockbuster. And one of the things there on display was this movie, Shaquille O'Neal, Shazam, and big standing pose on the cover. And there might be a movie like it that I'm relating to it. But I'm not the only one. And that's, I love that concept. That's such a cool. It is so weird. It is a bit Because freaky, there's that new film called Shazam, newish, like a year or so old. Oh, is there? Oh, I've missed that. It's like a, a superhero movie, but kind of like a take the, take the mic superhero movie. Let me see. Okay. I never saw it, so I'm not 100% sure what it is, but the, it's when... not like The Avengers. Yeah, yeah. It's like. It's got uh, Zachary Levi in it, who's like a famous guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, Shazam came so out last year. We're both just googling, but it's obviously not that because that's not got. No, no, this this was. <laughs> what were we talking thing. about? That. Also, you're right. It is Manda- Mandela effect, not Mandela effect. Mandela. Okay. That's me making stuff so, up. I, I was talking about the ending of the Nightmare Before Christmas, but I'm just fascinated by this now. I'm on this page, which has 40 examples of the Mandela effect. Something with the, lo- <laughs> the Looney Tunes. So lo- Looney Tunes, was that tunes, like songs or tunes for you? Cartoons. Looney. T- I mean, I've just seen that one, so it's really hard to say at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the danger. No, so, I think with a U. In my head, it's with a U. Yeah, Looney Tunes. Is that I, right? The cartoon was with a U. Okay. But in my mind, it was not. But anyway, who's to say? I'm, I'm contradicting myself now. Another one was Sex in the City. <laughs> this is one I just got wrong as a kid because I didn't know. It's Sex and the City versus yeah. Sex in the City. A lot of people say it's Sex in the City, but both, I'll, I'll go through both the, make sense with the TV show. Sure, and I'll, I'll go through the list of 40-something ones in my own time, not one we're recording. <laughs> A Halloween podcast. We'll do a, a whole different podcast about the Mandela effect. Mandela effect. <laughs> but that's Mandela it's a, effect. it is a fascinating thing. Like any listeners, go and Google it, and you'll find something like the cornucopia that you didn't realize was a thing, or Pikachu's tail. Pikachu's so, or tail. The, the or the end of Nightmare Before Christmas, seemingly in my mind. And the final <laughs> thing I had to say about this movie was Danny Elfman did an amazing job. So Danny Elfman did the score, did the music. And yeah. I know, he's I know done he... the music for like everything. Oh, so many things. And I know he did so the Simpsons things. intro song, which is that's mm-hmm. that's the major one for me. But he's done half of the famous scores. If it wasn't John Williams, it was Danny Elfman, I think, is the two 
famous score composers. But he also did the, he also did the voice of Jack Skellington, which I didn't. Yeah, know. I thought. Yeah, because that song. Um... It's not that this is, maybe it's what's this? What's this is actually by Danny Elfman. He sings it as well. That's yeah, because on Spotify it's like, what's this, Danny Elfman? Because he sang it. I knew him as a composer, as a songwriter, like I a guess. Scorer. He's a scorer. scorer. Yeah. I didn't know he was a voice actor at all. And yeah, very impressive. Yeah. So what have you seen in the last week or so then? What was on your list? Anything that you remember it as being wow that was really good or bad of noteworthy so let me i want to look at your list so i watched oh i watched bly manor have you heard of that you told me about this one and it sounded you should watch that actually because i think you'd be fine with that the haunting the haunting of hill house is the first one right it's so they're not related to each other, but the first one they have the sort of the same actors in it, kind of in like the American horror story style. They use the same actors, different characters, blah blah blah. Okay. Um, the Haunting of Hill House is absolutely terrifying. I have watched it like two or three times now. It is, it is earth shaking. It is very <laughs> very terrifying. It really is. Um, Bly Manor. It's it twists with your mind mind a little bit, plays with your head, but it's not as terrifying. I watched it by myself in this house, all by myself, um, nice. when my housemate wasn't even in. So <laughs> that's a pretty big deal. That's, yeah, that's a commitment. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, it is. It's an easier watch. I think you could handle that. Okay, I'll I'll give it a go. I trust I'll trust you on this one and hope it doesn't come back to bite me. Blind yeah, matter. there's some there's some jump scares in Haunting of Hill House, mm. but there's not really in Blind Manor. So it's is it more a good, of a is it a good movie? It's a TV show. Oh, is it a good TV show? It is a good TV show. Yeah. I really like both of them, but for very different reasons. Okay, I'm writing down Blind Manor. Yeah, I think I it's on Netflix, so yep, you could watch that. Um. So I watched that that one about the cellist. I watched a different one about a lesbian couple who one of them's a murderer and they don't know. That is one was it, fun. Is this tense. one of those really sleazy American horror movies where it's like lesbian porn or is it more? No, it's not okay. like lesbian vampire killers. Yeah, have you that... seen lesbian vampire killers? No, but I want to. Oh do my it. God, it you have to. It came out when I was like 18 and that was the perfect thing, but I still oh, The best. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a good film, um, but obviously not in the same way at all. Um, it's more like Shaun of the Dead, but with lesbians. Right, but um, that, I... I... I'm, my definition of appropriate movies to watch here, as you can see, is quite flexible. I can fit anything into the... It's still about vampire killers, so that's pretty badass. That's Halloween-y. Yeah, it's great. And it's got James Corden in it, and it's just pretty good. James Corden is funny in it. Yeah, and he, I like him. but He's blown up now into the big world celebrity thing, and that's fine, but back then, he was just... He made fun of himself. He knew he was in on the joke, and that that's cool. Yeah, he was just a chubby, silly guy, and it was great. Um, he's. I mean, he's still okay, but in that film, great. But this film is not like sleazy lesbians. It's like real life lesbians. Okay, like no, just like... a couple, but they happen to be lesbians rather yeah. than like porn characters. Do you remember the name of the movie? Yeah, it's called. <sighs> I said yeah, really confidently, and then it's called <laughs> yeah, something like. Um, 
what it's either called what we do to stay alive or how we stay alive oh you mentioned this one as well being really traumatizing yeah it is to be fair like (laughs) we use we use words that make it sound like you really enjoyed this movie and then say things like traumatizing and terrifying (laughs) yeah but is that not half of the fun (laughs) yeah for most people it is and that's what i never get that's the that's the problem (laughs) yeah no i get that is it this what keeps you alive it's called what keeps you alive what keeps you alive? So okay. the Netflix description is a couple's romantic anniversary retreat to a rural cabin. Yeah, I can tell you immediately what's going to happen in that movie. You don't get a no rural You think cabin. you can, but you can't. Okay. You know it's going to be a horror film. Yeah, but it's general, like you know it's going to be a unravels when a child childhood friend appears and reveals long held secrets from the past. <sighs> Ooh, okay. Spooky. It's good though. Yeah, I'm intrigued. <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I can... I'm, I'm on Google Images now, and there's a face in the window, and that's already enough for me. No, I hate there's a, a face, face in the window. Yeah, maybe that's just a still. I don't know if it's from the movie, but probably is. That's one of those instantly. Nope, I'm done. If there's a face that appears in a dark window, I'm already paranoid about the window here beside me. I am as well. I'm actually sat next to a dark window currently. Yeah, same. Um, have you so... seen classics like Halloween? Uh. No, I haven't seen any of them. Probably, it's let's, see. I think you could watch Halloween. Case. Halloween is from that's my pretty Myers, sure it's from it? the seventies. Yeah, Mike. Okay. Not as in as in not from Shrek. Yeah. as in the character is called Mike Myers. So I want to know um, which, which came first. Presumably, the actor Mike Myers took his name from that because he's not that old. He, I'm pretty sure, he's in his fifties. Yeah, I know, but so he's in his twenties and he sees uh, this classic horror movie or at the time new horror movie and that's my screen name reminded me of a killer he would have been 10 at the time oh, okay so yeah, so, so he... he was born in 63 and his actual name he was born michael myers oh wow okay so he didn't choose that name <laughs> well um, good for him for sticking to it in that case despite its connotations yeah. So, Halloween came out in 78, so he would have actually been 15, but still, he didn't choose his name. And they, so, made, they made a new one with the same lead, right? With the same woman? Yeah, but she doesn't play the same character. Oh, okay. I thought it was like a, he's out of prison 40 years later and remembers oh, Yeah, they did. So they made a remake. Yeah. And they all, with, I was going to say with Wes Craven, but I'm not. So it's John Carpenter. He's the director of the film. Wes Craven did Scream. I thought, oh no, it's isn't it Rob Zombie? You're the expert here, clearly. <laughs> I'm, pre- <laughs> I'm pretty sure Rob... Mm, I might be talking out my ass. I thought Rob Zombie did the remake. Maybe not. It um, sounds like it's in his wheelhouse. He's one of the kings of Halloween in general. Right. Um, you mentioned John Carpenter, and I just realized that one of, that was a, one of those iconic Halloween theme tunes is the... Which I can never sing along efficiently but you know the one the piano keys which is mm-hmm. from halloween right it is from halloween yeah that's the halloween soundtrack talking about just a melody that can be terrifying mm-hmm. what you... film is it that in there's a film where maybe it's scream actually in scream she says something like oh it's like some wes carpenter movie and Wes Craven did Scream and John Carpenter did Halloween and they sort of mashed it up oh really and okay. they re- sort of self-refer I've seen Scream, so I know that was almost as much of a comedy as a horror movie. It was 
it was a, a, a taking the piss of of the genre, right? Or a love letter, yeah. a joke, and all of the above, which was yeah. really funny. But see, it's for... very weird because, so you know, I don't want to do spoilers. Obviously, it's a very old film. Um, it's like yeah. I'm pretty sure it came out in '94, so it's my age. But the one of the guys who ends up being the killer at the end, not Shaggy from Scooby Doo, the other one. Um, do you know it well enough to know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, you I've look seen confused. A, a, <laughs> Billy, there's poli- anyway, there's a police officer who's bad. Oh, are you thinking of Scary Movie? No, because that was done off the same guy who was a police officer in Scream, wasn't there? He was like a little, maybe this is Scream 2 or Scream 3, I don't know. He was a little bit like weird. I think this might have been Scream 2, the one with Monica, with, um, what's her name? Courtney yeah, Cox. Yeah, Courtney Cox. And yeah. the, the police officer is a bit funny, and then in Scary Movie, they just made him into a total officer doofus. So, yeah. Carry on. That is his name, yeah, to be fair. Um... So, Billy, the killer at the end. There's two killers. Yes, one of them's Billy. Billy. One of them's Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Billy is um, Skeet Ulrich. That's his his real name. Oh, no, Skeet Ulrich. He is actually in in Riverdale. I don't know if you've ever watched Riverdale, but no, but I know it. He's yeah. the dad in that in Riverdale. Oh. He it sounds proper weird when I say it, but there's an actual thing. It's not just me. An actual like book and a essay that i wrote based on a various books where you actually like find the killer attractive um and he like stabs someone and then wipes the blood off with his finger and then like licks his finger and licks the knife there's, and there's definitely just... there's, a, there's so often a sexual <laughs> a sexual aspect to especially serial killers or murder in general it's so taboo and dark that it shouldn't be but come on yeah. if someone if he's licking a drop of blood off the knife in a he's... sensual way there is there is raw emotion and uh, okay it's anger but there there's like yeah i can see how they someone could see that as sexual absolutely yeah and in psychopaths it's not even anger is it it's just yeah cold calculated whatever yeah and i'm assuming he's a very attractive individual he what yeah he is more actually now now that he's like 50-ish he's aged beautifully (laughs) definitely i remember again i only because I didn't realize Scary Movie was a ripoff of Scream, which is a ripoff of a genuine horror movie. So I started at the bottom and worked my way up. And in the Scary Movie thing, there's a like a haughty jock high school guy who turns out to be the killer, which is the reference to this character you're talking about. Um, yep. Excuse Billy. Billy. I'm sure he's actually called... This is going back to... What year was I in college? 2011. But he's called Billy something, and that is a reference to someone else. Thanks for so the detail. <laughs> I'm looking it up now. Because... Has he got some? Oh, he's called Billy name? Loomis. So he's called Billy Loomis. The doctor in um, Halloween is called Doctor Loomis. There we go. It all comes full circle. He knew it. I knew there was a connection. <laughs> nice. That's where you were going. I figured there had to be some serial killer or scary character and. So yeah, so because he's in, because Mike Myers is in like a mental facility that he escapes from in Halloween, yeah. Um, and the doctor is Doctor Loomis. Oh, okay. So I, I like so far. Basically, I've talked about all the cutesy, scary Halloween films, and you've talked about genuine horror films, which is nice. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> that's our balance. That's our balance. Yeah, exactly. You're, <laughs> you're you're getting the 
the, the full picture. You're getting the, the whole spectrum here. Me, the guy who's too scared to watch any genuinely horror, horror films, makes do with Halloween-ish films. So what, what else is... I watched The Addams Family. They, they were great. Just, just wonderful films. Yeah. I, I've seen them both before, but years ago and had forgotten. And now they're, they were nice to come back to. Yeah, I recently watched Adam's Family as well. Um, I didn't. I watched it a long time ago. Obviously, I watched it as a kid loads. Um, I watched it sort of maybe in the last five years, and then I watched it the, the other day in mm. preparation for this. And I didn't quite realize how brutal Wednesday is. Oh yeah, both both the kids, but particularly Wednesday. So- yeah, she's like, I'm just trying to electrocute him, and the mum's like, not before dinner. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously oh, there's a lot of joking in that and it's clearly just child's play but child's play for them is throwing knives and death sentences all that sort of stuff yeah. but there is something about the delivery Wednesday Adams and Christina Ritchie that character who the character she plays is so cold and deadpan like the Pugsy, Pugsy Pugsley the, the kid Pugsley, the boy yeah. Pugsley he's funny and he's just as you know, fucked up as her in what he's doing, but is so just boys will be boys silly way about it. Whereas she's yeah. just so cold and deadpan, especially when she's talking to any adults or any normal people, you know, that are not gothic horror. Yeah. She is brilliant. I was so, I for me, the standout character of the whole cast. She is. Um, what's the, I can't even think, I was just trying to think what the mum's called, but I can't remember what, her, what she's called. Morticia. Morticia, okay, Gomez yeah. and Morticia. Gomez and Morticia, and yeah. As a, I had that written down. Probably one of the best on-screen couples I've ever seen. Like the best love story. They are yeah. like deeply in love and obsessed with each other and worship it every day. And they make references to like kinky sex and violence and clearly... In some... a kid's film! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and yeah, it's, they it's do. It's great. Barely even veiled, but... It, there's such affection and there was, there's kisses on the hand and dancing in a ballroom and, oh, it's beautiful. They have pet names for each other. They're so cute. Yeah. and I, You wouldn't I like think that. they were a cute couple, but they are. <laughs> That's it. I like yeah. the contrast of all the horrible things and the squalor they live in and all the, the, the gothic elements. And yet, deep down, there's just true love and playfulness and all, all the good things, which is nice. Yeah. And yeah, then in, in contrast, the normal people, the you and I, whatever the real world people, the vanilla ones are on the surface normal, but then really the bad guys and really the ones who are causing trouble. Yeah, because I mean, they're much more like genuine, aren't they? Yeah, which is how it should be. The way way you want to do it. Yeah, whereas there's that couple, you know, in the first one when they sort of borrow that guy to play Gomez's brother. Fester. They try and convince him that he's Uncle Fester. Um, that's like mom and son, and they're like really mean to each other. Like, well, they're, like they're, essentially they're, a pet. they're messed up. They're messed up in their own way. The mother is clearly this like conniving criminal, whatever. And there's definitely some sort of Oedipus complex there between mother and son. There's some definitely. weird dynamic. But the the example I have is the lawyer, the that couple. You know, the guy who's represented the Adam family, then then turns on them. Those two yeah. are like a lawyer and his wife and the most clean, suburban, successful, happy, whatever people there are who are really just... Now, she, she turns out to be great because she runs away with the 
hairy furball thing and they cousin it cousin it and they fall in love but the 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 lawyer guy who's supposed to be the one normal successful one is really a bastard through and through and yeah. these horrible <laughs> adams family are the ones you want to know but yeah that's that's the point of the movie and i fell for it completely and again another I- iconic movie music um that theme theme song is i, I do 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 Exactly, it's so good. Definitely, and I, I think I knew that before I'd ever seen the movie, so that's always a good thing. Mm. What about things like Little Shop of Horrors? Did you watch that? I haven't seen that. No. Oh, that is wonderful. I, that I is. It sounds like I've lived a very sheltered life. I think we watch a lot of the typical childhood hor- um, Halloween movies as kids. Casper, like what? Casper the Friendly Ghost, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus was the classic. That was on Irish TV every Halloween weekend. See, I've never seen Hocus Pocus. I wanted to for this whole thing, and I haven't gotten to it yet. But it's it's kids movie. It's fun. It's silly. It's Halloweeny, and it's it's cool. Nice. I, w- uh, I do need to watch it because everyone seems to be like Halloween, Hocus Pocus, and I'm like, oh, I've never seen it. But <laughs> it, I've seen it, Casper, even stuff like Scooby Doo. Yeah, great. Rowan, Rowan Atkinson, Scooby Doo. That got dark though. Oh, oh, you mean the original Scooby Doo? The, the oh, you mean the, the like the live action one? Yeah. Uh, that's not Rowan Atkinson. It's um. Yes, it is. It isn't. It's um. No, it's not Rowan Atkinson. I'm waiting to hear who you say because it's not. <laughs> he's he's the guy. Do you that, mean the guy the the first live action movie? The guy that welcomes them onto the island, the theme park island. It's not Rowan He's super Atkinson. friendly and fun. Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson. Mm. I'm assuming you're Googling there, so I don't have to check. I am Googling it because it's definitely not him, but I know exactly who you mean. Listeners are hearing this thinking, well, they are right. One of us, <laughs> me or you. Is... One of us is right. <laughs> um, Let me see. Scooby-Doo, the live action one. There have been a couple, I think. There was a more recent one, but like 10, 12 years ago, they made one, maybe 15 years ago. Yeah, a while ago. Clearly and they have Freddie Prince Jr. in it, yeah? Freddie Prince Jr., yeah. Oh, and um, Matthew Gillard, who's the one that's in screen. Oh, <gasps> oh my God, it is Rowan Atkinson. It is Rowan Atkinson. And I forgot about Matthew Gillard's name. How can you not? It's Mr. Bean. It's... How could you not? And it's know Sarah it? Michelle Geller from Buffy. Yeah, oh, what a lineup! What a cast! I th- because he, he looks kind of cool in this one. He's got like a funky outfit, and I think that he spikes his hair or something. But then it turns out he's this really bad guy, and there's like a sacrifice demanded. It's all oh, very yeah. fun the way they do it. But when you think about it, it's a little bit dark. And to see him as the real bad guy villain of a movie that was cool. But I, I agree oh. with you. The original cartoon was. That definitely had some Halloween vibes to it. Do you remember the movie, the cartoon movie with the the the, the girl band, the pagan? Oh, witches? Witch's Ghost. What is that? Yeah, Scooby Doo and the Witch's Ghost. Yeah, I do remember. Ah, that. that's a classic. The... There's that one, and there's Zombie Island. Zombie Island is the one with all the cats. That sounds and familiar. Cats turn into zombies. So the Witch's Ghost. Clearly, I didn't know enough about it to what you do but for me that covers so much of halloween it's got that old old town america colonial vibe so you've got all the haunted mansions and everything yeah it there is connections to pagan and like 
earth worship and witches and all that sort of thing it it has very quickly become part of that part of the halloween thing to me but that any any episode of scooby-doo ever sure just pull off the ghost mask or the aliens mask or whatever and it's a it's relevant but that one and that rock band of the girls the witches wiccans are they called wiccans wiccans yeah the wiccans talk about like can you have a crush on a cartoon character I know, right? Hex girls. <laughs> they're called the Hex, hex girls. girls. I was going to say, aren't they called Hex? But I was like, yeah, they're called the Hex girls. Mm. I think I saw a meme about that years ago of like that being the reason some girls would know, would like start to question their sexuality when they're a kid because they realize they are like, oh, these girls are hot. And then when they're 10, they didn't know a thing about it. But then when they're 20, they're like, oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, you do that. And then at first you're like, um, oh, I just love that specific person very much, but for no reason. <laughs> and you're like, oh, actually, it's because she was hot. <laughs> she was a goth. She had fangs. She had red hair. All these alternative cool things. Yeah, I mean, I was absolutely obsessed with Buffy as a kid. I'd never seen it, and I thought oh. she was called Buffy the Vampire, and I didn't realize <laughs> it was the Vampire Slayer. I just thought she was a vampire because I'd never seen it because it was too scary for me because I was small. Um, and I had a poster of her on my wall, and I was like, I love her. So Buffy was huge growing up. I never watched it. I didn't care. But it, it came, I think it came on Sky One at half five, and then The Simpsons came on afterwards. So I loved The Simpsons, and I would yeah. tune in for that. And I think I'd always catch about five minutes of Buffy and just never care. Yeah. I missed that it's whole so thing. Good. See, I had never really, I used to watch it a bit as a kid after that, after I was like, I am obsessed with Sarah Michelle Gellar. When well, I was she, like, yeah, she's gorgeous. So she yeah. is. But as a child, I was like between eight and ten, maybe. So I wasn't really at that point where I was like, this person is attractive. But apparently, I was. Well, it's um, got to start somewhere, but you just don't know anything about it back then. Exactly. And my dad would always come over and we'd always watch stuff like that. Buffy the Simpsons on the TV. He liked it. Um, so then recently, well, not recently, when I started dating Andy, we watched Buffy straight away all the way from the beginning nice um and it's just wonderful every part of it and also if we could just link into the vegan thing yeah. um i'm surprised we, it took this long i know um well you talked about milk stout before so that's true um <laughs> but yeah so there's an episode of buffy where she is working at like a, a takeaway that's supposed to be like in and out but they don't use the brand name so in and out is like a really popular um californian burger takeaway mm. place um like burger king and they have like specific outfits and little paper hats and stuff like that it's a cliche um, fast food american uniform thing yeah yeah and they still wear that as if it's like the 60s they still wear that now so basically Buffy is like investigating like it's uh, she's like um, it's people they're killing people to make these burgers the burgers are made from people <laughs> and it turns out the actual secret is that the burgers are completely veggie there's just no oh. meat in them at all but to save money on it they're doing them completely veggie rather than instead of making them from people nice. they're making them from that's a, they're making that's them a much more much more wholesome ending yeah <laughs> At the time, I was like, Sandy, like, look, isn't veggie great? And he's like, no. <laughs> well, Buffy thinks it is. So, <laughs> so on Halloween e things on that list, I've also I've seen here that I wrote a big thing about Corpse Bride, and now all the words I wrote down I can barely remember. Have you seen Corpse Bride? 
Yeah, but not for a while. So based on, I, I wrote down funny design, badly paced, creepy maggot, all these random phrases. And I don't really know what I meant by them because, you know, when you write something down and you're like, oh, I'll, I'll remember it later. And then like, what, no, what the wrong. hell did that mean? You should have written the full <laughs> thing. So badly yeah. paced. Oh, um, short movie Didn't felt. Give us badly paced? Well, in brackets, I had short movie felt long. I remember looking at it on Netflix. It was one hour, 19 minutes. So, oh, that's less than an hour oh, and a half. Wow. That's fine. And that was okay, but it felt longer than that. And it was good. It just dragged a little bit. I don't I don't know how they pace movies. I don't understand the, the science behind it, but it was good movie. Just Yeah, I know what you mean. It's good, but it's, my list. it's no nightmare before Christmas. So uh we, we watched a lot of movies. You talked about real horror ones. I've talked about kids family friendly horror ones. Uh there were also podcasts. Did you, we'll get you there. You gave yeah training. I, I gave you a couple of podcasts to listen to. <laughs> what, what did you think of them? So I listened to Law. I listened to a bit of um, what was the other one called? Into the Night Vale. Welcome to Night Vale. From the Night Vale. Welcome to Night Vale. So I really liked Law. I found it really interesting. There was loads of different ones. It told you like the origin of vampires, werewolves. All it goes all the way back to like like bc times yeah, and Laura, Laura is i great. really i really 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 enjoyed that one um let's stay on lore for a second it's i i think i found that years ago googling something about like halloween podcasts or some scary podcast whatever and it's really simple it's just this guy who does all the work himself he writes it and produces it aaron Mankey, which is a terribly wonderful name um What's your name? Mankey. For what he does. Yeah. <laughs> and he, it's it's a folklore podcast. That's basically, he tells tales from back in the day, be that 200 years ago or 2000 years ago. And every episode, yeah. every episode has a theme. Like either he tells one particular story of one event, or I listened to one today about twins, which was really nice, really cool. It just told a few interesting tales over the years about twins. But it, there's no... It's just so simple. There's a piano background and him talking, and that's it. But it's really nice and really sometimes spooky. Some of the subjects were really dark, and other ones are just really interesting and really nice tales to listen to. And each episode is about 20 minutes long. There's no commitment. It's just really easy, enjoyable, interesting listening. Yeah, you can jump in wherever you want. It's not like an ongoing story. You can just jump in listen to one about witches or i listened to one about witches the other day i think that one was about yeah the village in essex canadian maybe i don't remember i I listened to one today which was about a small village i think it was in essex somewhere in the uk that had a higher concentration of witches than most places and they're they're always at it was about the cunning folk and about white mice that ring a bell Oh no, mine was about this family who um sorry my rabbit's chewing Rabbit update. So, okay. <laughs> it's about um this family and they all slowly died of the plague. Um oh. over like oh, was it the plague or was it Spanish it was no, it was the plague over like various years. One of those um, other pandemics we once had. You know, pandemics, right? Um <laughs> and they thought that the 
previous family members were um like stealing the life of their living family members oh from the grave so they like dug up their previous family members and wanted to see if they were doing that and like one of them um one of them had been kept in like a the the ground was too hard at the time so they kept them in like a a stone storeroom that was basically because it was so cold they couldn't dig through the ground to bury them um and they were like this person's preserved that must mean that they're taking the life from the living people so they took her heart out and put it into a blended it and made the live person drink it because they thought that that would make them get rid of the curse you see when you when you say it so bluntly over a zoom like this it sounds awful but i can guarantee when you listen to that lore podcast i haven't heard this episode this is a different one to mine it would sound much more beautiful the way he talks about it yeah He's got away with words that I just don't have, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, and, and when you've got some but, soft piano in the background, maybe I should just put a little piano track underneath this whole, whole podcast. Yeah. Um, I have my keyboard over there. I'll just <laughs> do, 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 do. So I'll just start telling a scary story and you can just, you know, tickle the ivories in the background. <laughs> but yeah, yeah Laura is files. a great podcast. One, Two of the scariest ones. So one episode I heard was about this guy called H.H. Holmes. Have you heard of him? I don't know what uh, Harry Henry Holmes, whatever his name is, H H Holmes, or H H Holmes, and he Triple H Triple H, yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> no, this guy was exi- alive in the 19th century in Chicago, and he built a murder castle, and that's all I'll say now. I think the 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 podcast episode might be called the castle or the murder castle. Find that one because that was the story I heard it on lore, and I dug into it on wikipedia and everything and it's oh my god like unbelievably dark and violent and fascinating um when are we talking like around like 1850s i want to guess 18 something it's there there was this guy had a hotel in chicago and he got loads of victims in because of the chicago world fair or the global expo something like that Mm -hmm. in the it might have been the turn of the century so it could have been 1894 or 1850. I don't know. Uh, or back in the day enough anyway. He was obviously like a serial killer and a you know fucked up individual, but he was also a criminal and he would like embezzle a lot of money out of these women based on life insurance stuff. So it was oh. early enough that you could just use your words to get you scamming life insurance, that kind of thing. That's how he did it. Like he would take Sounds out policies. <laughs> He would get these women to work in his hotel, take out a policy on them and kill them and get the money, that kind of thing. But that's very basic and boring. The details, if anyone knows the murder castle, H.H. H. Holmes, oh man, it, he's creative. I'll give you that. So that's a fascinating one. If You, can you just find... made me think of, when you said that the murder castle, there was this woman um, called Elizabeth Balthory. Um, I think she was in... I want to say she was in Hungary. Okay. Or I think because the borders have shifted a bit, I'm not exactly 100% sure where she was because this oh, was in the the 16th slash 17th century. Right. Um, and she, her and her like hand lady, her like keeper basically, mm. um, made like a bondage murder castle. And they like she said that she killed sort of three hundred to four hundred people. 
Wow. They're not sure if she just sort of made it up for the for the story, if some of it was fabricated. She definitely killed around 20 to 30 people. She's saying it was hundreds and hundreds of people. But that that was a podcast I actually listened to called Serial Killers. Oh, it's just okay. called Serial Killers. And she has a they do like a two parts on most of the serial killers. Some of the big ones, Jack the Ripper. Um, things like that. The the Yorkshire Ripper, they do like three parts on sometimes. Yeah. Um but yeah, that, that blood countess one, I really she was such a, a little psycho. Oh, what, what, but was her, what was her deal? Why? Like was she just a sadist or uh did she have revenge? What was the thing? It, I mean, most of them it's because their parents were brutal as well. In her case, I think her husband had been beating her up for a while. And she just lost it. I think it was a it was a while okay. ago that I actually listened to hers. But um, usually, usually they start with a a um, an abusive parent or oh, yeah. husband. Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously them. there's some dark childhood trauma and stuff that affects these people. But I just mean, in like the grand scheme of things, what what box do they fit into? You've got like you've got your product killers, you've got your process killers, the ones who want the dead body. They're the product killers. They just want, she... and then there's the process killers who enjoy the process, enjoy the killing itself. See, I think, as far as I remember, Elizabeth Bathory. I'm going to look her up because, as far as I remember, she was doing it for um, just purely for like personal pleasure. Good. As as far as I'm concerned, it was hungry. I was right, good so that's her. good. At least one thing that I remembered. Um, I haven't she heard was of just, story at all. It sounds cool. Yeah, she was just purely... So she had various servants, people... Because she was obviously the... Um, I don't think she was the queen, but she was like lady of the of the house or whatever. So whenever she, she was like, I need a... She had power, yeah. Yeah, whenever she was like, I need a new maid, loads of people were like, we want our daughter to be in that privileged uh, position. Yeah. And then they would never be seen again. Um Oh, the highest number of victims cited during Balthory's trial was 650. Um, it was all young, it was all like girls and women. Yeah. Um, so the victims were all women. Is as well. a hell of a lot. Yeah, but there was sort of a bit of a um, a bit of a theory that maybe they were just tr- because her father died and she became powerful that they were just trying to make her look bad because she was a female leader. So, sort okay. of, you go through the first hour of this podcast, and then half of the second hour of this podcast, and then they go. But maybe, <laughs> maybe wow. it was just because that's because that's a that. hell of a a story. There's there's a lot going on in there. Yeah, they're pretty sure that she inspired a lot of Dracula's. Oh, okay. Stories. That what was her name again? Elizabeth Balthory. She's the Blood Countess. They need a name, don't they? That's that's how you know you've made it. Balthory. Yeah. There's another. Have you heard of the Winchester Mystery House? I went to the Winchester Mystery House. Ah. I've been there. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. That is incredible. In San Francisco. Oh, it's not actually. It's, it's in it's, San Jose. Oh, yeah. it's fantastic. Have you seen the film? No, the documentary, like the old grainy one. No, there's a film that was made like two or three years ago. Yeah, I. So I heard a podcast about this whole thing four or five years ago, and then in that they said, "Oh, they're making a movie about it." And it looked kind of eh, disappointing. I didn't. Yeah, it's not fantastic. 
there is a great old documentary though and it i mean old i think it's like bbc from the 40s probably not that bad but it's super grainy and it's got this really old-fashioned english accent narration over it and the the footage is so bad but it's like taken in the house that it makes it look even spookier than it probably really is so you can tell me all tell everyone all about this story because you've been there i i heard all about it and was fascinated and i knew what was what what it was about but then i googled the house and i still wasn't ready for the sheer like wow of the building itself yeah i actually have pictures of me there with my friend alejandro uh, who's from san francisco Um, i want to see them afterwards but go go into this whole story oh it's so it's so maybe that's what we should put as like the um your thumbnail thing yeah the cover art (laughs) A photo of uh, the Winchester Winchester house. It, so we actually went there. So you're supposed to pay like 20 or $30 or something to get in mm-hmm. and have a tour around. We sort of just walked in and walked past and I was like, we're going to get haunted. We're going to get haunted. We did a nice. bad thing. We went in for free. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to get us. Um, but there's like, I, think, oh, I can't remember. I read up loads about it and there's like all these different rooms and she's made like um, different corridors so that she can get away from the ghosts and the ghosts are because like her husband invented the Winchester repeating rifle. Rifle, yeah. Um, And he killed all these thousands and thousands of people by sort of by proxy with this, by inventing that rifle. So she ended up going mad, felt guilty about it once he died. And well, imagine that all these people were coming back to get her. That's what the film is based on, especially. Yeah. But and your your story about Elizabeth Balthery uh, reminded me of this because it was fascinating anyway. And then the the deeper you dig, the more interesting it gets as to the reality or not. So, like you said, her husband she married into wealth. He invented the Winchester repeating rifle, which they call the gun that won the West. That was you know yeah. how, how the colonizers got to the california killing all the native americans you know travesty he died or no there they had a daughter and she died really young like she was just sick from birth and died young and i think he died recently afterwards so she just went crazy with grief and loss and all of those things understandable but this uh, stop me at any point if i've missed something or if i get it wrong but she really was she was into the occult and into like theories of the other world and all this and she would host a seance and there was like this clairvoyant who told her that the spirits of all the souls that died at your husband's rifle will come back to haunt you and they are not at rest so you need to keep building and in order to keep the spirits at bay, you, you your house has to be permanently under construction. That was the, the, the tale. And so she built and built and built and was a, a wealthy woman who was a widowess, widower, widowess, widowy, widower? Widower. Widower, I think a woman with a dead husband who had a lot of money and nothing to do with it and seemingly mental problems and fear of the 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 spirit the spirits who were haunting her and built this incredible house but you've been oh my god I can't believe that it was amazing oh. <laughs> it was because I'm like so into horror things as well and Alejandro was my, so my friend Alejandro was driving me um from 
LA to San Francisco to fly back here, basically. Mm. And he was like, anything you want to do on the way? And I was like, elephant seals oh. and Winchester House. <laughs> the things I want to do specifically, elephant seals, I need to see them. Winchester House, I need to go there. Oh, my God. You talked about elephant seals in the last podcast, and that's already amazing. Did I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh. Uh, we were talking about travel and road trips and I want to do the whole West Coast and you mentioned Big Sur and the Elephant Seals. Big oh, I'm even more jealous now. Uh, but apparently there were lots of these things like there were, she she was designing a house to confuse the spirits and that. Yeah, there were, so there's like fake corridors, fake windows, fake doorways, that kind of thing. So she staircase, knew. Staircase that just leads to staircase. the ceiling. and yeah. Wasn't there a thing like she just kept firing everybody so no one knew the plans but her? Like she would hire a new lead architect every month or something because she had money and yeah. she knew her way around but nobody else did. Like, yeah. But what I heard, so I, I listened to some like spooky podcasts about this and they told this cool ghost story of this rich, crazy old woman who built this madhouse. But then there was one podcast I listened to which dug a little deeper and just said, well, in reality she was probably just really bored and really interested in architecture and had money and so could build and build and build. And so I don't know, you can delve into the reality or the occult as much as you like. Either way, the Winchester Mystery House is such a fascinating story. Is it really that big? Because it looks so big. The thing is, when you walk up to it, it looks like maybe like a six bedroom house. You look at it and you're like, it's not that big. When you really? walk around the side of it, it's huge. Yeah. And then also the the people that are there, um, like the the staff members, it's kind of like at Disney. They're always in character. Yeah. Um, so that's so American. Great. Yeah, fantastic. I love that about American things. Okay, yeah. So it doesn't look that big from the front, but obviously because she's messed with all the inside of it, all the the stairways lead to different things, and also we went in like the the barns and the creepy outdoorsy parts as well. Ooh. It is 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 huge, but from the front it doesn't like from the road it doesn't look huge. I suppose it, it just kind of looks like like regular house, and then you like look around and it's like yeah, it's hu- okay. it is huge. Wow. It is massive. So it's to be it's so unorthodox. You can if you're listening, just Google the Winchester Mystery House, and you'll see this big razzmatazz of random styles and all this a house yeah. that, it looks like ones you design on the sims when you had unlimited money but then so yeah. seemingly there's all these references to 13 like there's 13 steps in the staircase and all these occult things with a ballroom that never got used oh just fascinating such a cool story yes. i'm glad you can relate amazing uh, so I sarah, really Win- sarah winchester uh, another great story so yeah. I want I want to ask you as well about Halloween. Like spooky stories and everything is fun and horror movies. Do you know much about the origins of Halloween? Do you know where all that came from? Not really, to be honest. Okay, and are you going to tell me? Well, I, I guess we, it'll come up, but there is also the fact that you are from the UK and you have slightly different rituals to we do to to those that we do, or not rituals, but. As in Irish or as in in the Netherlands? Irish. There's nothing in the Netherlands. When I say we, I'm referring to Irish. With regards to the origins of the Halloween that we have today, there's there's a lot of different cultures all across the world that have different ones, but a a significant one is the Celtic traditions. Have you heard of Samhain at all? Nope. 
Samhain is spelled Samhain, S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Oh, then yeah, I have you. Yeah. yeah, okay. It's it's, a, it's a, a lot of people are aware of it, but that's a that's an Irish word or a Celtic word, and it's pronounced Samhain, which is yeah, Samhain to an English speaker, which is interesting because pretty much every culture in the world has some sort of celebration of the dead of the spirits, and it's usually around this time because of the astronomy. The um, yeah, the the sun is going down, the days are getting shorter, the nights are getting longer, the leaves are dying. So if you're a pagan, two thousand years ago or whatever, you're like, what the hell? The world is ending, everything's dying. What's going on? So this is why a lot of those kind of spooky spiritual um, celebrations come up, and then in spring you realize, oh, it's okay. Our, our crops are returning. Uh, the, the days are getting longer. The gods don't hate us. We're not cursed. And there's more celebration stuff. But Samhain was the Gaelic festival marking the end of the harvest season. So they would have a festival to celebrate the harvest if it was successful. But then also there was this kind of idea that there were these times and places on earth where the fabric between the world of the living and the dead was at it was thin and this was one of those times where seemingly your relatives and dead could cross the veil into the land of the living and they believed that at midnight on october 31st and november 1st all hollows day was when the spirits of the dead walked among the living and th- this was a a lot of the little quirky traditions we have these days came from more legitimate beliefs at the time so the likes of um, bonfires that we have were either were used to guide a lot of the like, the idea was we would light a bonfire. The spirits would know how to get to our house or our village or our community. Our ancestors could find us if we light a big fire. Oh. Um, the reason they would, there's a reason for for dressing up is that people there was there's two kind of theories. People dressed in a scary costume, either to scare like to ward off. Uh, the spirits because they, they'd be scared of the spirits if they're evil they don't want to anything to do with them so they try and scare them away by dressing up as a scary thing or they would just want to confuse the spirits so say you killed somebody and their spirit tried to come back to haunt you you would have a disguise you would dress up in a costume so that the spirits wouldn't see you again wow pumpkins yeah pump, pumpkins uh, jack-o'-lanterns being another thing pranksters would go around by night we didn't have pumpkins growing up in Ireland and in the UK. Obviously, there's no pumpkins growing native in our countries these days, maybe. But we use turnips. You, uh, people, hollow, <laughs> yeah, people hollow out turnips. If you Google like the first ever pumpkin, first ever jack-o'-lantern, you'll see this really creepy image of a per- turnip with a face carved into it. That's terrifying, but really Sounds cool. Terrifying. And then the Irish immigrants to the US brought all of this stuff over with them. They swapped the turnips for pumpkins and it kind of became the cutesy little Halloween thing we have these days. But a lot of those, a lot of those things started in Ireland with Samhain, with the Celtic festivals. That's funny. Have you yeah. seen, speaking of that, speaking of like Dia de Smurtos and things like that, I don't know how you say that, but um, have you seen Coco? Uh-huh, that was one of, so I've got Coco on my list here. That's all. all I loved Coco. All the Samhain stuff there. Dia de Muertes, first thing I have is Coco. <laughs> Remember Coco. me. Though I, I really I loved Coco. <laughs> but I well, I haven't seen it actually since I watched it at the cinema. But um, 
It was. It made me cry. I definitely cried at oh, Coco. It's a, it's a baller. Like there's such tears at the end of that movie. That song yeah. when you hear it. Mm-hmm. So I I it's saw a it in the film though. Amazing. The color, the visuals, the story. I I didn't know much about the real thing. I'd seen those kind of sugar skull images before, but I didn't know the mm-hmm. the, the authentic meaning the behind backstory. it. Yeah, yeah, it's a really nice film. Lots of twists and everything. Very funny, heartwarming, great Pixar movie. Underrated, I think, as well. It's one of those that kind of slipped under the radar. Um, Mm -hmm. I watched it once in the cinema, which was amazing. And then recently, during the first lockdown, when I was back in Ireland with my parents, and I knew they'd love it. My dad, just because he he likes to laugh and he'd get along with the action and everything. And my mother is just a sucker for all things Disney and Pixar. So I knew this one would go down well. And yeah, it really did. Actually, I remember... I didn't watch Coco that time because it was a Thursday. Was it a Thursday? And Frank had his live streams. Thursday. So Frank Turner, one of our mutual favorite artists in the first lockdown, did a live stream concert every Thursday and we all tuned in. I told my parents, watch this movie. I'll be back in an hour, an hour and a half or whatever. And I went (laughs) off and watched my... uh, Distract. (laughs) Yeah, and I watched my my Frank Turner live stream. But the live stream ended before the film did and I came back and I got like the last 30 minutes of it, which is amazing. The The, saddest part. (laughs) So I, without spoiling anything, I saw the big festival, you know, the big celebration, the song thing that they have with uh, Ernesto de la Cruz. Yeah, and then I saw the reveal, and I saw the village at the end, and oh my god, just the waterworks all over again with Mama Nana, whatever her name is. My god, it's such a good movie. Do you cry at films like that? Yeah, yeah, with that with that kind of thing where it's a clear tearjerk moment. I'm not. I don't cry at any film at any moment, and I'm. I'm I don't know. There there are some that just set me off. I, oh, you you are you're a crier. Yeah, I cry at like the US office and like <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous stuff. I have like a, a thing where I'm going to rewatch the US office from the start and like write down every part that makes me cry because it's probably a lot and they're all ridiculous. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's one. I'm going to do them. So I've, I've, never, I've never seen the US office. Not, not really. Uh, but I did oh, see fantastic. one scene where it, Pam has an art exhibition. And, and Michael's Mike, the only one who shows Michael up. Michael is really like genuinely lovely about it. That someone showed me that clip, and I, without knowing any context whatsoever, that was gorgeous. There's these two guys saying how terrible her art is, and then he's he loves it. Uh, anyway, I don't want to get you crying. You you've seen it. And you can see my face, and you see me like. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Were you a Scrubs fan? Not really. Like I saw Scrubs a bit. Um, there was a few, definitely a few moving moments in Scrubs, though, from, oh, from what so I've seen. Sort of. If if I just say, where do you think we are? Uh, where do you think we are? And there's Scrubs fans. And I'm sorry to cut you off here, but from this point out, we just meandered and rambled about The Office, about Scrubs, and then who knows what. I could barely remember the next morning when I was editing it. There was no clean point to cut it off, so I just decided, all right, we have to end this. We have to land this plane somewhere. So there it is, my Halloween spooktacular. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Those of you who do know what Halloween is all about and have celebrated it for your life, I hope this brings back some of those nice childhood memories. And for any of you Dutch or anywhere who are listening who don't really celebrate Halloween, I do hope this has given you a bit of a glance, a bit of a glimpse into that world and into the a new uh, celebration, a new experience for you. 
So thank you very much. Do take care of yourselves and each other. Keep an eye out this October 31st. I'm hearing it might be a full moon. That would be fun. Watch some scary movies, tell ghost stories. Get a little spooky, go for a walk in a graveyard, and enjoy. Bye-bye. <laughs>